Welcome back to the Endless Things Podcast. My name is Alex. My name is Serge. My name is Mike. And this week we're interviewing the Carbon ROM developer team. I'm going to go ahead and go around the table, let them introduce themselves. We'll start with Kirsten. My name is Kirsten, uh, also known as Myself5. Um, I'm the lead developer of Carbon ROM. I'm 23 years old and I currently study computer science. Hi, my name is Joe, also known as FRAP129. I'm 20 years old and also study computer science. Hey, my name's Caleb, also known as Caleb Kebab or Calphonic. I'm the founder of Aquarius, and I am transferring over to Carbon, and looking forward to that. Hi, my name is Dennis, also known as RC420Head. I'm also from Aquarius, and transferring over to Carbon Run. My name is Dylan, also known as ME2151, or ME2151. I am a core developer of Carbon ROM, and I am 27 years old. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, get to know you guys a little bit better. Starting with you, Kristen, what got you started with Android? What's your story? Everybody has a story, so I'm kind of just curious to, to know yours and everybody else's. I originally started off always getting my dad's old phones and always wanting more out of them. Like I started off with some really old T-Mobile MDA compact device, which was like a rebranded German HTC running Windows Mobile 2000, I believe two or something. And Mm -hmm. like always wanting new software on it. And um, so I kept on looking and eventually found XDA and um, yeah, kept on flashing newer Windows Mobile uh, ROMs. And my first Android device was like the HTC HG2. And um, yeah, so doing Windows device, and uh, eventually I got in Samsung Galaxy S2, and I found interestingly it was Carbon ROM, and it was like performing best on my phone for some reason, but the developer stopped supporting it, and I was like, yeah, okay, how hard can it be to to like check out and maintain a device? And for some reason I got it working, and so I joined Carbon and just kept on being in the team. That's pretty cool. I actually started out with uh, ACC as well, on the ACC HD2, so we kind of have that in common. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> I, can't, so I still can't believe you use Windows Mobile for <laughs> 2000, but yeah. Well, I think everybody was, you know, on, on Windows Mobile for a while. Like, I mean, I was using Windows Mobile for, for a bit. I had, I had the T-Mobile Wing... Wings, I think it was called. It was a shitty Windows Mobile phone. Oh, I've, I've never used Windows Mobile ever, so I assume it like the old version of it must be pretty like mundane compared to like uh, Microsoft's last venture into like mobile OS. But yeah, like yeah. they they stepped it up eventually because like the first version didn't have any kind of uh, finger touch support. Like you had to use it with a scroll bar on the side because you couldn't use any kind of uh, scroll gestures, and they. <laughs> Ended up adding it in a later version, but the first versions were really terrible. I started with uh, WebOS um, on the Palm devices, like the, you know, when they first started the venture into their own uh, Linux-based mobile um, operating systems, and uh, that was pretty fun. I liked it. I really like Palm OS. I like their keyboard a lot. <laughs> I don't even remember it, like, at all. It, it was on the HP touchpad. But yeah, but I started on the Moto Droid OG, by the way. Yeah, me too. Me too. It was the uh, A855 or something, I think, the Verizon one. Yeah. So, Joe, tell us your story. How'd you get into Android? I think I was in middle school, and I got 
uh, a Nexus 7 OG. Uh, and I was looking up, you know, just good apps to get because it was my first Android device. And I came across XDA's YouTube channel and saw a video they had for the uh, Paranoid Android build for the Nexus 7. And, yeah, I know. Uh, it <laughs> didn't age well. But, you know, I flashed that, thought it was pretty cool, started exploring what other ROMs there were. And probably a year or two later, started building my own. Oh, wow. So, is it safe to assume that you don't run Paranoid Android anymore? <laughs> nah, it's carbon. Uh, I, think, uh, I think it was like three years ago now, uh, I had actually known Aiden, a former Carbon ROM developer. And he told me when he joined Carbon ROM, like, hey, uh, I think you would be a good fit for the team. So I contacted, I think it was Ryan, one of our former team members, and uh, he liked my work. And joined Carbon ROM, started maintaining uh Nexus 6P, a couple other devices, and yeah, it's been a couple of years since then. Yeah, I remember when you first hit the Android uh, thing, you had, uh, I think your ROM was called Maple ROM or something like that, or it was, like, I was like, oh man, it's the it's Canadian ROM. Like I was on Saber Mod for a while, and that also did not age well. Yeah, I was also on Saber Mod with Paul. Yeah, that was a... Uh... Oh God. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, we also had a we had another team where uh, we basically we we uh, did a fork of Paranoid Android and we brought Paul onto that team as well. So I remember when I first started, it was with the Droid Charge, and I think that was the first one I actually played around with. Then I heard all the love was going into the Samsung Galaxy S3. Um, ended up picking that up. Then my buddy told me I got a root, so I was playing with that. Then eventually, the thing that actually got me into the start of the development side was when I had hit up Dennis, who was part of Candy Realms at the time, and I was a user. Um, and Verizon Visual Voicemail, um, the app, uh, just wouldn't fucking work, and it was driving me nuts. Uh, I couldn't figure it out for the longest time, so I had PM Dennis and said something like, Hey man, I'm a huge fan of your project. If you can help me get the Verizon Visual Voicemail app working, I'll I'll pay you. And he was like, No, no, man, you don't gotta pay me. Uh, come join this tester chat here and let's see what I can do for you. So I joined his group and... From there, I just got into the whole thing. Uh, a couple years later, started Aquarius, which is on its third cycle now. So, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. It's a hell of a story. That's uh, it's kind of how a few, you know, a few of my friends got started. They started out like you know testing stuff, and then eventually they kind of got into development, started writing code and stuff like that. So, yeah. So that's pretty much how I got into Android as well. Just helping debug for pre Nexus, but yeah. <laughs> and it was cool because you don't realize how much uh, work actually goes into development at the time. You know, like I'm thinking he can just add a line of code and we're good, but nothing's ever that easy. Yeah, it's surprising how many people don't understand that, though. I mean, like, yeah. debugging is a de debugging testing is not an easy task by any means. So I actually started out with a iPhone 3GS. 
And a guy at work was like, hey, have you ever jailbroken those? And I didn't know what it meant, so I went and Googled it. And along with the Google results were like root results for Android. And at the time, my wife had a uh, T-Mobile, it was like a 3G slide, I think it was called. You like flipped it up or slid it up to get the keyboard underneath. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I, I rooted that. And then my first Android phone was an HTC One S. Um, and then, uh, you know, I started off with development in the Sense ROMs. Of course, if you have an HTC, everybody starts with a Sense ROM, right? And uh, yeah, I ended up being like the biggest HTC fanboy. I, I had the you know, the, the M7, the M8, M9, and the last one I got was the M10. Oh, God. The M7 still, <laughs> the M7, still triggers yeah. me. Oh, yeah. As soon as I hear the M7, like, my mm. eye starts twitching a little bit. <laughs> yeah, M7, purple pictures for days. I have that phone, but I never use it. Like, I, I nev- never used it. I, I don't know why I have it, but I do. <laughs> that, phone gave me, that phone gave me PTSD, like, like really bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I had the uh, Evo 3D uh and that was my only venture into HTC. Uh, the 3Bow was, was actually a pretty good phone. Oh, it was, it was great. Just, you know, you just had a gimmick with the whole 3D thing that kind of gave you a fucking brain cancer and shit. Like, you yeah. Shit yeah, yeah, it was uh, you know, not you know, what the, you know what the worst thing about HTC is? Like, the process of, like, rooting those things and unlocking them is just so much different than, like, everything else. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it was really weird because I originally got the Evo 4G and there was no root uh, method for uh, the only that. one that was that was that was different was the Evo 3D where, you know, I'm not sure if Dennis had this phone, but, you know, you, you know, uh, you know, you had the wire trick. You had to, like, take the back plate off and like literally use like a wire. It was like a paper clip and you had a. Oh, it, short. It, it, it yeah, was, short yeah it, it was the hackiest shit that I've ever done on Android, like, hands down. No, I've had to do something similar on the G2 back in the day. The one thing about the uh, HTC One S was um, you had to get S off for it to flash the kernel, like when you flashed a ROM, you know? So you had to DD the partition and then hex edit it and then DD it back, and you know, in order to have S off. A lot of those phones were, you know, were basically alive just because of J-Case. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, like, fucking, like, the, like, like, the go-to guy. Like, he was, like, the chain fire of those phones. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was. Like, as soon as those phones came out, everybody was like, oh, my God, like, we got root, we got unlocked, and, like, hurry up, and, like, I don't envy that guy. That guy was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't envy him. I, I was talking to him when he was doing the whole sunshine thing. I forget what it was called now, but. Yeah, it just seemed like it would be a big pain in the ass to have to learn how to do all that. So I got started with a similar way to Dennis with Sense ROMs. However, it was on LG. It was on the LG Optimus S. The first thing I did was I ported a Sense ROM from a HTC Hero, I think, the one with the little scroll ball in it. And I ported that to the LG, got that all semi-working and then moved on to other things then my android achievements kind of dropped out until uh the lg v20 which i uh developed dirty santa which is the bootloader unlock and root method for it from there i uh 
gave up on LG. I got tired of that fast. And uh, started building ROMs with Invictrix. And now they're dead. So I'm with Carbon. Nice. Um, Invictrix, that was uh, that was Caleb's. Uh, not Caleb's. Uh, Sean. Jacob's. It was Sean. It was Sean's originally. Oh, and yeah. then Jacob took it. And then Jacob disappeared and left it to me. And then Randall took it. Randall had it for five minutes and shut it down. <laughs> oh, so you and, played uh, hot potato. Yeah, we so played hot potato. Hot potato. I don't want this so, shit. Okay. You take it. No, nah, I don't want it. You take it. <laughs> well, it okay. wasn't all that quick. Uh, Mike was part of Victrix too, and uh, he can attest. I was trying to hold on for a while, and I yeah. eventually gave. Almost, almost to the cycle, I believe. Yeah, I uh, I think I lasted all the way up till it was midsummer. <laughs> so I think I was in the tricks for like a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you you were in for more than a day, and then you just didn't want to be part of it. You just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I remember Eddie brought in like a lot of people in. Yeah, yeah. Eddie did. He was good peeps. Um, but yeah. Uh, but I'm not even gonna go into how I got into Android because it's embarrassing. Smally hacking to get tethering working. Oh, I remember. Because I need a hotspot in college. <laughs> but anyway, going on. Uh, what's one of um? So, what's one of you guys' favorite um aspects about making ROMs like? As far as compiling, building, you know, editing, designing, like, uh, yeah. So, what's your thing? Um, I believe, like, it's the the appreciation users are giving you. Like, if you see somebody in the wild and like you meet them, you somehow see their phone and you like eventually figure out that it is your ROM that they run, <laughs> and like you see they use it and they're happy using it, and um, yeah. Like it's really really nice to see somebody using your work and appreciating it. Um, yeah. Also, it's a lot of fun. I think like learning new things and working with the community. And yeah. Yeah, I actually ran into a guy once uh, in my really small town that was uh, running a project that I was working on on his Galaxy Nexus back in the day. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like seeing people at like, airports and stuff like that have like T-shirts on with like. You know, some symbol of like ROMs and stuff, and that used to think that was pretty cool. Um, the only ROM stuff that I've ever seen was even like DU stuff. I was like, I was at Best Buy and I saw like, you know, one of the Best Buy employees, he had like a Sanogen mod, like, uh, you know, t shirt yeah. with like the old logo with the little Andy on the skateboard thing. The blue one? And yeah, and I was like, oh shit. And like, he looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> I kind of started out being in the same boat as Christian. Uh, you know, I started out maintaining devices, and it was nice to just see how many people were using the work. But uh, once I actually started learning Java and how to program, it ended up I ended up enjoying uh, being able to just think of a feature, be like, "Oh yeah, I kind of want that," and then already having the knowledge of where things generally are in the code, and just go at it, build do some debugging, and then I have a new feature. And I really just find adding new features, coming up with ideas, 
to be the most fun. I have to agree with that. Like, I like doing that as well. Um, I didn't used to like really be one of those guys. Like, so that's kind of abusive to me. But yeah. Uh, how about you, Caleb? Wow, that's really cool that you guys have seen stuff like that out in the world. You know, with like using your ROM or just another custom ROM. I have to say, I've never seen anything like that. So for me, I guess it's knowing that you can make a change to something if you want to change it. Uh, over the last cycle, I've been more getting into the whole UI thing and the frameworks behind it. And just to be able to make something act a certain way and to be able to interact with it, that's the fun behind it for me. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the way you put it. It kind of reminds me of those old Android commercials where it said, you know, be together, not the same. Like, uh, I yep. feel like that's a big essence in our community. So I, uh, I really like the community of it. Uh, you know, we have like a chat room with testers in it. And uh, it's really cool to not only provide them with uh, the ROM, you know, but uh, have them test and give them something they like. But also just like the everyday interaction with them, you know, conversations you have with them and, you know, you get to know them. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Like I even met up with a couple of them like on lunch that live locally and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, just just really cool to have this community. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I feel the same way. I mean, especially lately with this whole lockdown thing, you know, I've been talking to a lot of my friends and, you know, different teams and this and that. Uh, a lot more recently. Like, me and Serge are just, like, inseparable best friends now, and we play Battlefield <laughs> 4 all the time. Um, like, if I don't hear from him for a couple of days, I'm like, are you alive? Are you dead? You know, yes. it's just having that 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 uh, that sense of, like, friendship in the community is really, really awesome, and I, I love it more than any other part. I call Serge just, like, randomly, just like, oh. Yeah, I know, out of the blue. Check. <laughs> He also checks up on me like when I go MIA like you do, Craig. <laughs> you you do really get one ones. I get like a missed call from you and Craig's send me that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I always get the message, yo, you got the Rona? You died from the girl? <laughs> Not yet. The truth is we have a poll like in you know the DU chat. I got my money on like that you're gonna like just die like at the end of june so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a running joke and be like that i have so many illnesses and because i get sick all the fucking time but yeah every week this dude has like something else it's like oh yeah and, you know you know guys just a cough like next week he has diabetes the week after that it's like <laughs> glaucoma or something it's just like damn dude <laughs> you can't believe how many vms i had to like redo because i kept coughing crap ton during them and it was oh, like oh man i just <laughs> but I knew I'd get grief. Like, bro, you sound like you have the Rona. I'm like, ah, uh, maybe. Who knows? But, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, you know, what's your favorite part about, uh, you know, like, you know, you know, making ROMs and whatnot, Dylan? Like, uh, what do you really enjoy the most about it? So, what I enjoy the most about it is the fact that you can take your original code and translate that to a visual change directly on your phone. Um, I know Alex here likes doing apps sometimes. So I've slowly been getting into apps with Android Studio and I'm able to debug just by creating a small app. Christian also taught me how to do this. Um, so 
One thing we had to debug was the... Oh, what was that? Oh, the font? Christian, do you... The font no, it wasn't, or... it wasn't fonts. Christian, do you remember what we had to create the apps for to get it to work? Like, figure out the... Uh, it was the material gray was wrong or something. Like the hex code? Yeah. Huh. Like, it wasn't setting it properly. Oh, I remember. It was um, Alex's R-View, dark mode. So we had to create an app, or he created an app, and uh, we determined that Carvin wasn't setting material gray, what was it, 9 or 850? It was like some wrong resource ID, I believe, because the, the ones Alex used were non-documented, and so on basically all ROMs, it's the same, but it's just a random and like we had something that was set in front of it, and we ended up discovering that because like all the colors were offset by one or two positions in the resource IDs list. Basically, that's the stuff I like doing: taking a uh, small thing and visually seeing it change. Android Studio is 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 really great for like uh, for like layouts and you know like you said like visual stuff because. When you're creating anything layout, you know, like related, whether you're redesigning an app or you're making an app like from scratch and stuff like, you know, say like a tweaks app or something like that. If you're doing an AOSP, you, you know, you're going to have, you know, you're going to probably end up looking like Dennis, like no hair, like <laughs> you're going to pull your own hair out. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass to do it in AOSP. So... You know, using Android Studio, you know, you have that, you know, you have that luxury of just seeing what you're doing, you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like you can, you know, you can do it in Android Studio. And then once you get the, the layout, once you get what you want visually, you can bring it over to AOSP and then work on functionality and, you know, shit like that. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I use Studio a lot, but for the opposite reason you use Oh, so you just use it, like, you know, as, like, a, an actual IDE to check on things. Yeah, so, like, for NGA, for example, I've been using Studio a lot to debug that. But... Yeah, Randall Randall uses, uh, I think he uses, uh, uh, Big Rush Frog, for everyone who doesn't know, uh, I think he actually still uses Eclipse to this day. Oh, yeah, he still does, yep, for sure. Huh. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Christian, um, uh, what are some things like you know you wish were different about the uh, the custom ROM community? I think it would be like a, a mixture out of two things. Like first one is there's so many ROM teams and all of them are doing essentially the same. Like not saying they are bad or something, but there's so many ROM teams and everybody's having their own ROM these days. It would be so much easier to just get together and, and get a big ROM. So with mm -hmm. everybody having the same or similar aims, like I'm, that's why I'm happy like, that the Aquarius guys joined us and that Dylan joined us and so on, because like I can see in current release, we got a lot of things that we just couldn't do in the old release because we didn't have the manpower. So 
I, I see what happens if you join together and if there's like if just a few more people in your team. And I believe that it would help the community and the, the whole ROM scene a lot. And on the other hand, there's like the community is usually pretty great. Like there's people ha being happy and appreciating your work, but then there's also those people like that they, they think that uh, they basically like you owe them something. If there's a bug in your ROM, like, oh, why didn't you fix it already? And they act like they pay you, basically, and talk to, talk like shit. And that's just, they, they really don't value your time and all the countless hours you spend on, on fixing things and on working on your, on your ROM just so they can use it for free. And they really end up being fairly stupid. And if I had a chance to improve it, like, I would tell them or show them how much time it is to, to get to a level that they are happy and then they how it feels if they just uh, talk you down on, on things and complaining. I kind of agree with Chris on the, uh, at least from a community standpoint, like for the uh, having a bunch of smaller ROM teams uh, situation, like there are a lot out there that are essentially just taking some other ROM as a base, adding a couple features. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you got 10 ROMs that add the same five features, you know. Uh, but from a code standpoint, I'd probably say my biggest pet peeve is how build times double every time Google releases a new version. Oh, oh man. God, yeah. So annoying. Uh, I remember, like, Jelly Bean 4.1, 4.2, being able to build from clean cache in like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you guys it's... remember when Jack came out? That was that was just horrible. Oh, that was terrible. Oh yeah. I remember having to manually increase the memory it used every time. Yeah. I'm gonna add to what Chris was saying too because I feel like. That's the whole reason for this move from Aquarius to Carbon Realm. I feel like I could do more of what I enjoy with a bigger team and not have to worry about so many parts of the OS that I just don't want to even bother with or even understand, really. I mean, there's, there's just so much to it. Um... I'd like to be able to focus on areas that I enjoy. So, yeah, I think it would be better, too, if smaller teams could come together and combine their strengths to reach one goal. Yeah, not to just keep saying the yeah. same thing, but I think, like, one of the improvements that could be done is uh, more more people coming together. Um, you know, for, I think for most people, this is a hobby, and a hobby should be fun. So... You know, when you get a bunch of guys together in a chat room and you're all goofing around, it's fun. You know, it's a good time. And, uh, you know, it's fun to modify the systems and see things happen in front of you. And I just think, um, you know, a, a big improvement would be to see more, uh, you know, less uh, of the small teams and more big teams and more people on them instead of a bunch of two-man shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm in agreement with everyone else here. The best thing that we can do at this point is probably have a bunch of bigger ROMs. Not a bunch, but like maybe five. And tone down all these 
little, maybe one new thing ROM to where like you have the same exact features as every other ROM out there. Just one little thing is different, like a little more than the name. That's I'm seeing a lot of those and I think it's hurting the community more than it should be. Well, I think it's just an issue with, you know, with fragmentation, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're just adding to the, you know, to the problem and stuff. And instead of contributing to, to a project, you know, uh, which a lot of people, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of people I think are, are intimidated, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, they see like a project like, like Lineage, you know, um, and they might be, you know, taken back, you know what I mean? But like, you know, by the big names. You know, because a lot of times that's what it is. It's just, you know, they see somebody like Christian or Izio or, you know, Rando, and, you know, and, you know, and they're taken back. They're like, oh, man, you know what I mean? Like, like they don't want to put themselves out there because they feel like they're going to get, you know, they're going to get criticized, you know, like, you know, people are going to be like, oh, your code is shitty or, you know, this and that, you know. Uh, and so they go off and, you know, you know, create their own stuff. Um, so I think a lot of it has to, has to just do with like the you know the culture like in, you know the community you know but if that changes then you know i feel like you know a lot more people will be more open to to contributing to you know to other projects like omni or carbon or you know what have you uh, What I was going to ask is, uh, you know, Kayla mentioned earlier that, you know, you guys are coming from Aquarius onto to Carbon. So I kind of want to hear, you know, what led up to that, you know, from you, um, you know, Caleb and Dennis, uh, you know, what, you know, what things have been different, you know, what things, you know, do you like, or don't you like starting with you, Kristen, you know, um, you know, what led up to the merger. And then once we get up to Caleb and uh, Dennis, you guys can kind of tell me your perspective, you know, coming from. Aquarius to, to Carbon. So the whole thing kind of started off as a joke. Like Caleb one day told me he's tired of doing all the framework stuff and he wants to focus on features. And I was like joking. I was like, well, Carbon has all the framework stuff. Just join us. And he was like, yeah, haha. Uh, but a day or two later, he was message, messaging me and he was like, yo, I talked to Dennis and um, if you were serious about the joining Carbon thing, like we would kind of want to do it after the next cycle. And I was like, yeah, okay. So we kind of started off talking and um, yeah, it, the joke kind of turned real and now we're merging. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much how it happened. Christian made that comment and I have a lot of respect for him. And I know that Carbon is a very solid team who makes a very solid ROM, so it was too good to pass. Because this was becoming more stressful than I ever wanted it to be, um, I kind of knew that I was ready for a change before we had even talked. So when it all happened, it just kind of, it was perfect timing. <laughs> I just realized I keep talking about it in the past tense, like it's already happened, but it hasn't happened. Um, we should be merged a few weeks from now, I would say. Yeah. So for me, uh, was, my best you know, guess time to work on this stuff lately has been limited. And, uh, every time I wanted to sit down and do something, I had to like catch up framework space, catch up settings, get everything up to date, 
and just didn't leave me any time to actually do anything. I was all the time I had was spent just running another build to make sure everything was still working from last time I ran a build. And so, um, you know, a carbon ROM, any big team, you have like specific people that do things, right? That do specific things to the ROM. And, you know, everybody works together, so you always have a good base going. So they already had a base going. I figured we could add to that. And that's why I was in. It's really nice to, you know, to have people that, that can kind of back you up. And, you know, if you want to take a break, they can kind of step in and, you know, fill those, you know, fill those roles. And, you know, and if they want to take a break, you can step in and, you know, and kind of contribute when you can. So it's, you know, I definitely... You know, I definitely understand where you're coming from, you know, because, uh, you know, this stuff can get, you know, stressful, especially if you're just doing it all, you know, yourself or if it's just like one or two people doing everything, it, you know, it could become a lot less fun. So uh, it makes sense that you guys, you know, wanted to, you know, join, you know, Carbon. Carbon is an established uh, project and, you know, uh, it has a lot of good developers and, you know, uh, it's less stress for you and you know it takes some of the you know some of the load off of uh Kristen and joe and you know guys like that so makes sense yeah and we definitely have that in du which is really nice because like a lot of times some of us will go and break and it's really nice to have like you know people who can uh take over and i know i take frequent breaks <laughs> i'm kind of curious though just real quick what are the before we you know move on to the next question um, you know, Caleb, you mentioned that, you know, the merge is not fully complete yet. Um, right. Yeah. So it's a bittersweet time for me right now. Uh, letting go of Aquarius, you know, it's something that I had started from the beginning and watched grow and become something. I know it didn't become anything huge or anything, but it became, you know, something. The main thing is that we want to release one more build before calling it quits with Aquarius. Um, we promised the users that they would have uh, Android 10-based ROM from us, and, and we want to give that to them before just calling it quits. Um, and we will uh, provide security updates through the remainder of this cycle, so users aren't being left high and dry okay. if they want to flash. I really like that you guys are doing that because, like, uh, Beans is one of my good friends, and I really wish he would have done that with Pure Nexus because till this day people are still think a new version is coming out. But mm. <laughs> Yeah, I remember um, that. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. So, I know we talked about um, uh, some of your favorite aspects about making ROMs, but what specifically, what is one thing that you guys like working on the most? Hide apps from recents was, like, it's, it's not much, but it's essentially just setting a simple flag. But it was, like, the first thing I, I, I really worked on and I did on my own. So, I was really happy on that. And I started doing a few other things. And I believe, like, Currently, it's it's the project itself, like what it has become, not not a specific feature, if I had to say. Uh, you know, one of the features or first features I worked on was 
uh, reverse engineering the uh, at least the view part of oh now I forget what it's called the background listening for music it's called no playing oh yeah now playing it's been a while uh, but yeah working on decompiling the like stock pixel system <coughs> UI looking through that trying to find it it was almost like investigating more than programming and I thought that was pretty fun Oh, yeah, I can definitely relate to that, for sure. Yeah, I mean, DU kept it going with the squeeze. <laughs> yeah, Jerk did a great job with that. So, I would say what Aquarius did for the custom ROM settings was we took the Dirty Unicorn's Dirty Tweaks, their custom ROM settings, and took that and made it into something different to fit our project. Alex actually helped me with that. And, I mean, it's just how you browse through the settings, but it was everything that I had learned while adapting that to our ROM that made it fun. Got to learn a lot with that. And to this day, I still feel pretty good about the way that that turned out. have fun, it was fun. And, you know, if you learn something from it, you know, it, it definitely, uh, definitely makes it fun. Learned a lot from uh, Big Rush Dog, too, when he was with us. That was another thing. Yeah, thing. Randall can definitely, uh, you know, think out the box and, you know, he's, he's definitely a good guy to, to learn from. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't really have like a feature that, uh, you know, I made per se. Uh, in the early days when I was doing the sense ROMs, I did make a mod so you can have seven icons on your home screen. Like, you know, the stock, you have five, the app drawer and two apps on either side of it. So I made it so you can have three apps on either side of the app drawer. But uh, one thing I will say, I guess, that I think is probably a really cool feature that's been added to Android that at first I hated, and uh, that's the AV system. Uh, I think it's great. Now, you flash around, test it, doesn't boot, you just switch slots, and you're right back where you started. So I think that's a great improvement to Android. My feature, per se, I wouldn't quite call a feature, but it's similar to what Joe is saying with the uh, ambient services now playing. Um, I want to say I've been working on for devices or pixels, and it's semi gone well. The app doesn't complain as much, but it's a big process trying to figure out why it doesn't work, how to make it work. I don't want to say it's going to be releasable, but for the most part, it is what I'm proud of and it's fun, you know? guys have anything that you know you're working on right now anything interesting you might want to tease you know um anything at all uh, i guess we'll start with you christian i uh, currently there's a few things that i kind of don't want to talk about yet <laughs> uh, we had a few few things like ready for for release and we got a lot of things in our, in our android 10 release like the fonts uh, stuff that was brought over from Android 9 and um, new setup wizard that Joe worked on. But um, yeah, currently nothing to tease. Okay. 
Yep. Again, I'm with Christian. I'm not working on much. I'm focusing on school. Online classes are sort of a pain. But uh, I guess the most recent thing I worked on was uh, Setup Wizard, getting a custom carbon-themed version similar to Lineages. Actually, based on Lineages, but it's just nice to not boot up and just immediately feel like you're setting up a new pixel instead of carbon. So you guys just released... uh... What was it? A couple of days ago, right, Christian? Uh, on Wednesday, actually, yeah. I have to say that Bluetooth uh, panel stuff you guys did is was pretty dope. <laughs> I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Joe's anti uh, yeah. panel thing, like the the quick settings uh, panel now. Yeah, it's really nice. But already released, so not to tease. Yeah. <laughs> I just was kind of annoyed because I was going through Google's. Uh, I think it was the nine. Uh, release docs, and I saw that there was an API for these cool-looking panels, and they never used them anywhere. And I thought long-pressing quick settings would just be the most obvious place to put those. It really is. It's, it's, it's really convenient. Like, um, ever since we cherry-picked it onto the U, like, I've I've been a huge fan, and, and honestly, like, I wish I had more panels for, like, you know, different stuff, like, uh, you know... <laughs> like I'm addicted to them now. Like I'm just like, oh man, like this this should be a thing for like all the all the quick setting tiles. It's just so much better than having to jump over to the settings app. Well, wasn't that a thing for a while in like uh I'm pretty sure it was a thing in like Marshmallow or Nougat. Yeah, that was when it was just built into the regular quick settings panel. Guess that wasn't good enough for Google. <laughs> you know, they always change like, you know, the best stuff, I guess. Well, to be fair, I, you know, I feel like the stock experience has improved a lot over the years. Like, because I remember when I first came into Android back in like ICS, um, it was it was a shit show. Like, <laughs> there was stuff broken all the like all over the place, and you know, I remember. you got a new phone, and it was it was kind of like a race to to unlock it and flash you know, Sanogen Mod or AOKP or something, you know, because you didn't want to stay on stock. Now you get a phone and, you know, even like even the Samsung phones, you know, which, you know, I'm pretty sure Surge is rolling his eyes right now. But even, (laughs) even, I mean, even Samsung phones, you get them and, you know, stock is not bad at all. You're just like, um, you know, like I can stay on this for a couple of months or something. Yeah, my Pixel 4 XL, honestly, it's, it's never been unlocked or anything. It's just stock. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Same with me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I refuse to, you know, to unlock my Pixel 4 XL. Like, I mean, like I catch shit from Josh and Serge and all these guys. They're like, oh, you know, what the fuck? But well, it's I, nice to, you know, compare. Like, you know, uh, you have your one device that you test things on and whatnot, and then you can go back to stock and see like how it compares and. Maybe even take some, uh, you know, influences from like the the new Pixel feature drops or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, so I'm gonna go around, you know, again, and you know, if you guys have anything to like tease, anything to promote, you know, um, now's your chance, you know. So we'll start with you, Kristen. Um, yeah, it was a great time. Thanks for having us, and. Um... People should definitely check out our new release, and there's more devices to come, like the Pixel devices. As soon as we figured out uh, a few more issues with them. What mm-hmm. devices are you guys, uh, you know, currently supporting right now? 
I believe 13 different devices, ranging from the, the Nexus 4 to OnePlus 7 Pro, or a bunch of Xiaomi devices. Um, yeah, wide variety. It's a, it's a full list on our uh, blog. Uh, it's blog.carbonrom.org. There's okay. a full release list for the devices, and that will also be extended over the time when there's new devices coming and so on. Yeah, I think... I think Joe, you know, not to steal your thunder, Joe, but I think you were saying that you were gonna get ready to to support some of your your other devices, right? Uh, I got a lot of Pixel devices, 3A, 2XL. So once we get a couple more issues worked out, looking forward to supporting those. Uh, yeah, just want people to go check out the new Carbon ROM release. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, there isn't anything in particular that I'm working on other than going nuts with debugging shit, trying to get everything sorted and working fine for the release. But I would say to try the new Carbon ROM because it's going to be dope. Really excited for these guys and excited to be yeah, part so of this I'll give crew. A, one small teaser, not that it's anything huge or anything, but. I do plan on bringing Carbon ROM to the OG Pixel XL, the Marlin. It's a, actually, it's a phone my son uses, and uh, there's nobody currently maintaining it. So I figured I'll throw that one in. Bring it sexy back, huh? That's right. My daily driver is a OnePlus 7 Pro, uh, which is already supported on Carbon ROM. So Speaking of uh, you know bringing sexy back, uh, Kristen, uh, you have any plans to bringing the Shamu up? Was along the the first devices, Nexus Four, Nexus Six. You should have fucking led with that. Like that, that's like that's huge. I figured Nexus Four is more interesting because it's even oh, older. Definitely, definitely. Like, but, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's that's huge. Nexus Six. Don't really have anything to uh, tease or promote or anything. I just want to say, check out the. Uh, new Carbon ROM release, and uh, go ahead and check out the Fonts website at fonts.carbonrom.org. I had a small part on that this time, and uh, we made it mobile-friendly for people. So that, if you previously looked at it, it was all zoomed out. It's all nice and up close now. You don't have to use a computer for it. So check that out. I'm, I'm upset that Wingdings doesn't work on it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> One of the first things I tried. Christian was going off yeah, on me. Christian, about I, was that. Kind of, I was kind of behind that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my oh, man! Do you guys have any plans to like maybe create like a mobile app for that instead of just using like the the browser? The way it's currently working is it's compiling in an entire APK. And I'm not too sure I know enough to, to create an, a mobile app for it. And I figure the website is easier because you can upload your, your files and you immediately okay. download an APK. So that's why I went for the website. I mean, okay. can you use cool. the web view for that or something? Or is it just easier to go through the browser? I mean, I, I could create an app which is embedding the website in, in the web view. But then again, it's basically a browser, so yeah, I yeah. didn't see a need for that. Well, I mean, with it so, working uh, now, that is a good possibility. With it it's all zoomed in and not no longer looking pretty poor. 
Okay, I was just going to say what I usually say. Uh, wear a mask and gloves. Stay safe. Because <laughs> of the Rona. Uh, okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> Mike, do you have anything uh, to add to that? Um, I guess everyone should, you know, stay safe. Uh, I'm in the hot zone here in New York. Uh, I'm trying to stay as safe as I possibly can, literally in a cabin. Um, I hope everyone else all around the world, uh, anyone listening to this and everyone here, you know, obviously, uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, um, and, uh, keep in touch with your friends. All right. I'll just say, go out, lick all the windows you can. And fuck it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's been really nice having everybody here. You know, um, I hope, you know, we can do a lot more of these uh, podcasts because I feel like it, it, uh, it not only gets users to, you know, to get to know, you know, some of, you know, some of you guys beyond the username, you know, because they see you in the chats and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of times they kind of have, you know, um, you know, misconceptions about people. They're like, oh, this guy's an asshole, this guy's this and that. But, you know, they get to know you and, you know, it's like, you know, it, it either changes their mind or just reinforces like, yeah, this guy's definitely an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, just hoping you know, they can get through the next one without coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, sorry about my voice, guys. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it, you know, it was nice having, uh, you know, you guys on here. It was nice, uh, you know, getting to know some of you guys a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, thank you. <laughs>